It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. While we're confident the Commanders can get a win this weekend in Dallas and while we're not so sure that they can get a win this weekend in Dallas, we'll tell you both sides of that story coming up right now on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Let's go. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in Locked On Commander. Welcome in Locked On. Welcome in Commanders fans to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the WUSA 9 Plus app on your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick. And of course, we thank you for making us your first listener, your first view of the day. I'm David Harrison. My co-host is Chris the Rooster Russell, both of us credential media covering your Commanders. Chris for the Team 980, where you'll find he and Pete Medhurst live from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern, Monday through Friday, or anytime on the Odyssey app. And you can find me at Commander Country, part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, where I'm writing as many things as I can about your burgundy and gold. I hope for your sake, David, there is some positive things that you have to write about at some point soon. But for now, we soldier on. We welcome you uh, to this edition of the Lockdown Commanders podcast. Again, we are free and available uh, on all platforms. Thank you for making us your first uh, view or listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Brightco Jewelry and Watch Insurance. Brightco brings you comprehensive, fast, and affordable jewelry insurance for as low as $5 per month. Check out our special offer for Locked On listeners and get covered in under two minutes at Brightco, uh, bright.co forward slash locked on. That's bright.co forward slash locked on all right coming up our biggest confidence and our biggest concerns for the commanders heading into week four as they head to AT&T Stadium against the Dallas Cowboys that's coming up but first we need to dive into the most recent injury report David was at Command Central, uh, if you will. I forgot the new corporate name, of course. Uh, but in Ashburn, Virginia on Thursday, as he is several times throughout the week, uh, covering practices and everything in between for us here uh, at Locked On. And, David, you didn't see Wes Schweitzer practice because he's still dealing with a concussion. He did not practice for a second day. But there was a little bit of good news along the way. Mike, Milo Eifler, the linebacker, special teamer, Charles Lennon, with the shoulder and James Smith Williams abdomen were all limited on Thursday. Uh, all did not take part uh, in uh, Wednesday's practice, if memory serves. Uh, and everyone else was full go, including a bunch of guys that were limited on Wednesday or coming off of injuries, including Benjamin St. Juice with the hamstring injury. He was limited on Wednesday and William Jackson, the third, who, of course, missed last week's game. Plus, it looks like at least we're trending towards this now that Casey Tuhill and Daniel Wise might actually be able to get back out onto the field on Sunday. They both had to miss last week against Philadelphia. So from an injury perspective, it looks pretty good, to be quite honest with you. 
Yeah, it's definitely getting better. You know, I mean, you could always be healthier. I think that's just kind mm-hmm. of the mantra in the National Football League. It's not a matter of of who's who's got injuries and who doesn't have injuries. It's who has the fewest injuries uh, that that makes a difference. And and for the Washington Commanders on Thursday, getting three offensive linemen upgraded. I mean, the defensive linemen, great. You know, what I mean, Casey Hill, Daniel Wise, getting upgraded is is absolutely huge. But when you're kind of comparing and contrasting the two, if you've got Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne. Montez Sweat and your full starting offensive line, you'll take that. You know, if, if you got to lose Daniel Weiser or Casey Tuhill in there somewhere, you don't want to, but you you would make that sacrifice. Now, I'm not saying that the Commanders are going to have their full starting offensive line because uh, let's be quite honest, like Wes Schweitzer, everybody is. I mean, I don't know that it's it's been made official. I don't know that it's not been made official, but everybody. I mean, Nick Martin is, as the starting center this weekend uh, is basically what everybody is talking about and, and going up against uh, his brother Zach Martin's Dallas Cowboys and. You know, the, the glimmer of hope talking about writing good things. I put in uh, my, my injury update column on, on SI uh, Fan Nation's Commander Country that, hey, look, Nick Martin is undefeated against Brother Zach. So uh, I suppose there's a silver lining to that. If you're going to have your third center uh, playing in your fourth game for your, for your quarterback, at least it's one that knows how to beat the other brother's team. I don't know how much water it actually holds, but, you know, it's, it's more anecdotal than anything. But, hey. Right now, we're grasping for whatever we can get. But still, getting three offensive linemen upgraded uh, on Thursday, getting two defensive linemen upgraded, and, of course, Benjamin St. Juice, who had one of the better games uh, against Philadelphia Eagles, upgraded as well. Those are all very, very uh, good signs moving into the final practice of the week. Yeah, before we get to the Cowboys injury situation, just one note on Martin. I can't, I, I believe it was the post-game episode. It may have been the Tuesday episode that we did together before uh, we did the individuals. Talked about Nick Martin maybe possibly being the starter. And that was, quite honestly, before we even knew that Wes Schweitzer, or I didn't know. I don't know if you knew. I, I missed it. If you if 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 you knew uh, that Schweitzer had concussed, just it was simply like a job-related performance. Like, Schweitzer's not a natural center. And he struggled on Sunday, especially early on with the pass rush and, of course, throughout with some of the snaps. And maybe they thought, you know, some of the snaps may have – uh, affected Carson Wentz in some degree. I don't know. So I was kind of expecting Martin to be the starter. What I didn't know w- this week, what I found out, I-, I didn't know that he was Zach Martin's brother, number one. My bad on that. Number two, um, I didn't know that he was Carson Wentz's center yeah. at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama, way back in 2016. So how about that? Carson Wentz's hands have been under Nick Martin's Snap uh, area. Yeah. We call it the snap still. area. The ball transition uh area zone. The ball <laughs> transition zone. That, well, that's a more professional way to say it. I said tookus, which <laughs> you know is uh uh you know not not as bad as as, as something else that I can say. Anyway, yeah. uh for the Cowboys, no Dak Prescott for a second day in a row. I mean, look, he's not gonna play. We we all kind of knew that, uh, but they uh, Cooper Rush can still present problems, but here's a couple of interesting ones. Demarcus Lawrence, Connor McGovern, they're uh, sort of starting left guard, uh, although they've done a nice job there kind of covering that up. Dalton Schultz and Jaron Curse were all limited on Thursday. Michael Gallup was full go. It very much looks like he's going to make his season debut uh, on Sunday. We'll see about Schultz. I would imagine Schultz will be listed as questionable, but trending towards playing, David. We will have the full injury report, the full final injury report, and any news and information Friday. Once it becomes available, uh, we will post that at LO Commanders. Any thoughts on the Cowboys seemingly getting healthier? 
Yeah, I mean, just, you know, again, that, I think the, the, the question has been, Dak, I remember leaving the stadium, uh, you know, Sunday after the Eagles game, the, the people were already talking about whether or not Dak was going to return. Yeah. Uh, then, of course, he says what he says ahead of Monday Night Football and gets everybody stirred up about yeah. maybe he's going to come back. And uh, again, we, we all, you know, we all basically lean to Cam Curl, not saying that the injury is the same or even the surgery or the recovery is the same. But again, if it took if it took a safety two to three weeks to come back from uh, from a thumb inj- injury and thumb surgery, a quarterback whose thumb, the injured thumb, is on his throwing hand, you figure is going to take longer than three weeks. The original prognosis was four to six weeks. Mm-hmm. I think that's much more likely what you're seeing. So I don't expect to see Dak Prescott. But like you said, Cooper Rush has proven to be a, a, a capable quarterback if defenses don't kind of force the issue with him. So we'll see uh, how they handle that. Dalton Schultz and Michael Gallup. Honestly, I think Dalton Schultz is the bigger, uh, bigger return potentially. Again, limited with that knee injury. So if he can come back, I think that's a bigger gain. Than mm-hmm. what Michael Gallup brings, not just not because I don't like Mac, Michael Gallup, but because Noah Brown uh, has been doing such a great job, uh, kind of in his absence. But of course, you know any any weapons that an offense can add, they're going to be happy to do so. Interesting. All right, coming up, David and I will tell you who we think wins this Commanders Cowboys game. But before we do that, we tell you about our friends at Pride.co. Imagine the perfect setting. You've done everything right. You have the love of your life, the person of your dream standing by and just waiting for you to pop the question. Family, your family, they're hiding at a distance. Again, you've said everything right. You've unturned every stone, except you didn't get insurance for the ring that you're about to put around your special person forever's finger. You haven't done it. And then what happens? You're trying to take it out of the box. Bubble! Kind of like Antonio Gibson likes to do from time to time. You fumble the ring out of the case and into the crack of the pier that you're set up on, and you can't get to it. You can't find it. Sounds like how you would feel kind of after watching the last two Commanders games, right? Or at least how we feel. Well, if you would have listened to us and gone to Bright. Co. uh, Jewelry Insurance, you could have been backed up 100% in a simple two-minute drill. That's right. Bright.co isn't just about rings. You can insure that special watch or necklace, whatever you need to do, and do it quickly at bright.co forward slash locked on or on a quick phone call and for just $5 a month. Bright.co forward slash locked on is the place you want to go to check out the bottom line and some fun videos on exactly what you shouldn't do But what you should do is get some protection from the guys at Bright.co. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, thanks again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and or your first view of the day. We have bold predictions coming up shortly, but first we're going to share our confidence and concern points for the Washington Commanders heading into week four. So, David, um, as you head to AT&T Stadium and and you're heading there, uh, along with the Commanders, I don't know if you're going to be wearing a black uniform or not. We'll get to that in a sec. Uh, But what is your biggest 
confidence going into week four. And I don't know if it's a must win, but it's a pretty darn important win. Yeah, uh, it's it's yeah certainly an important win. I guess nothing is a must win in the first quarter of the season, but nobody wants to start the first quarter of the season going one and three. I can tell you that you need to go at least two and two. You want to win more quarters uh, than you tie or lose. But if you lose the first quarter, you're already kind of setting yourself behind the eight ball. Now you're really in a situation where you got to start winning games. Um, the the biggest thing that I find confidence in with this team, and it, it's gonna it's gonna fall on deaf ears a little bit, and and I understand you know the, the attitude and the atmosphere around the team right now, but. It's that the message is consistent. And honestly, this is something that I noticed uh, down in the locker room following the loss of the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, Ron Rivera, and, and I know you know a lot of us, uh, we talked about it on, on this show, and I know a lot of other people kind of uh, didn't appreciate or you know didn't necessarily like how kind of often he kind of kept going back to the explosive plays well uh, of not giving up explosive plays and, and all those things. And after the game, after they've given up you know so many explosive plays against Philadelphia Eagles, you heard Kendall Fuller, you know, get it. He was getting talked to at his locker and he talked about giving up the explosive plays and he he kind of took ownership for some of the ones that he was involved in uh, and, and all that stuff. So at least, you know, the 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 message is getting through, right? Because when we're talking about an organization that's struggling, you know, to get on the same page, the first thing you got to do is get everybody to understand that they're on the same message. Like, like before we even get to the end state, let's just all make sure, are we even pulling in the right direction in the same direction? Because if we're all pulling in different directions, Honestly, there's there's nothing that's ever going to get right. So hearing Kendall Fuller right after the game, before the coaches really had an opportunity to kind of get into their heads and get into their ears and all that stuff, hearing him kind of echo the same sentiment that his coach uh, has been been echoing and then continue to during the week show that at least the players are on the same page and they're they're on the same the, the same wavelength. And coming into the game, Chris, all the talk was Jack Del Rio, right? And I remember saying to another media member. We're going to find out if these players really have lost confidence in Jack or if Jack Del Rio has lost the locker room or if Ron Rivera has, has lost the locker room. And I would tell you, even as bad as that game went for a very, I mean, honestly, it was a very short stretch of the game went really bad. But even for that stretch of the game went really, really bad. Those guys never stopped and they never stopped fighting. And honestly, they were in position to make some of these plays. They just didn't make them. So to hear that they're on the same wavelength, to see that they are out there fighting for each other and, and, and doing kind of trying to get done what the coaches are telling them to get done that gives me confidence that this team can build is that going to directly reflect in this weekend and, and produce a win i can't tell you that but at least if you have an organization that is saying the same things pulling in the same direction you have a chance to get it together that's my biggest confidence coming into this weekend that's an interesting perspective and i like that um and you're right for as chaotic and as dysfunctional as this place has been and can be you know, you really haven't heard any whispers of, you know, players not believing in Ron Rivera and or Jack Del Rio or even Scott Turner, quite honestly. And usually you do that. And of course, it's early. It's one and two. For me, it's not one and two, just a couple of close losses. It's one and two the way you've kind of lost them, uh, which is the thing that drives me kind of crazy. But going into this game for me, um, David, I, I, there's one thing I'm confident about. They'll show up in their snazzy little black uniforms on Sunday. After that, nothing is guaranteed. 
And worse than nothing is guaranteed, nothing is even reasonable to re expect. You know, every week we do this show and, 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 and we say, well, if they do the screen game, if they run the ball more, if they get off the field on third down, if they get better pass rush pressure, if they get more takeaways, if they don't turn over. And every week it's like something different and it's an ambush of a different style, or at least when I say every week, the last two weeks, right? We all know how dreadful they have been in the first half. Usually they've been dreadful on defense to start out games and in the first half. It's usually not the offense that's dreadful in the first half. But this year or the last two weeks, it's been both uh, the offense and the defense at times and largely the offense the last two weeks. So I guess that's a longabout way of saying, I don't know what exactly to expect. I don't even know what's reasonable. I hope they'll be in the game. I hope they'll come in with their hair on fire. I'll hope they come in like they were kicked in a place that you don't want to get kicked in. But I just don't know if that will happen or not. My biggest concern coming into this game, David, uh, before we get to yours, is guys like Tony Pollard and the supporting cast weapons of the Cowboys breaking the back of the commanders. You mentioned in our first segment Dalton Schultz, and we don't know at this point if he'll definitively play, but I think he will. Guys like Dalton Schultz, guys like Tony Pollard, who has speed, as everyone knows, Guys like Michael Gallup, who's going to make his return. Noah Brown, um, who, you know, again, a lot of people are kind of becoming familiar with. Everybody talks about Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence. That's great. Guys like Quentin Bohanna and Dorrance Armstrong and Anthony Barr, part of that front seven, are they going to clean up and are they going to eat? Because there's so much focus on Micah Parsons and – uh, maybe Ezekiel Elliott or maybe uh, C.D. Lamb, and then the secondary or tertiary guys are going to eat. So that's my biggest concern. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it's great to look, you know, beyond the the surface, and, and I think that that's a that's an important thing to do. And uh, I, so I applaud you for doing that because I think a lot of people, like you said, are going to be fixated on the stars. I'm one of those people. Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence are my reason to not have confidence, my reason to be concerned. Uh, because, look, Dallas is is number one in the NFL right now in sacks per pass attempt. Right. Number one, and it's it's not even particularly close, uh, to be quite honest with you. Of the 13 sacks the Dallas Cowboys have this season, Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence account for over half of them. Over half of those sacks are coming from those two guys. So the way I look at it is if you shut down those two guys, you know what? Some of those other guys, you're 100% right. They may still eat, but they're not eating. Those other guys are not eating at a rate that DeMarcus Lawrence and Micah Parsons are eating at right now. So if you don't account for those two guys and if you don't take care of business against them, honestly, it doesn't even matter what the other guys are kind of are going to be doing. Uh, but if you can take care of them, if you can keep them from disrupting the game every single possession, then you know you have a you have a boxer's chance. I'll put it to you that way. Um, also, the Washington Commanders right now giving up the fourth most sacks per pass attempt in the National Football League. Of course, last week that you know that might skew the numbers a little bit. I think if you if you if if you take last week as kind of an anomalous uh, type of situation, uh, they're probably more middle of the road there in in that stat category. But I mean, look, uh, as much as you're 100 right, these other players are paid uh, to play as well in their NFL talents as well. None of them are Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence. Um, you know, today Jahan Dotson uh, said that Micah Parsons, he he's confident in saying that Micah Parsons is the best defensive player in the National Football League, and he's been seeing it since they were young, getting recruited together uh, before they even made it to Penn State. He knows what Par Micah Parsons is, is capable of. Washington Commanders better be ready for him. 
Yeah, no doubt. I, I, I mean, I, I totally see your point. And, and I like what you said about the at doing it at the rate because they can wreck games or they can win games on their own and do it pretty darn uh, quickly. Coming up, our final predictions of the week. And for week four in Dallas, will the commanders in their fancy, snazzy black uniforms get the win on Sunday? David and I predict that next on the Locked On Commanders podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, final segment here on the final episode of the Locked On Commanders podcast. Before 1 p.m. Eastern Time Sunday, your Washington Commanders Visit Jerry's World Dallas Cowboys at AT&T Stadium for their week four matchup. Washington's either going to be one and three or two and two coming out of the first quarter of this season. Obviously, we want it to be two and two, Chris. Yes. Um, and in order for that to happen, some things are going to have to happen. Some of them might be bold things that happen. Some some momentum shifting plays or or uh, one uh, that go one way or the other. Some might some might go Dallas's way. Some might go Washington's way. Chris, what's your bold prediction for this weekend's game? Yeah, well, I mean, I wish I could tell you that I feel really good about saying this, but I don't. Uh, and maybe this is an overreaction to what we've seen, not only last week throughout the game, but David also in the first half, really, against Detroit. And knowing what state the offensive line is in, even though we mentioned they might be getting some guys back, still some moving pieces, still some really, really, really bad pass production uh, I guess, um, you know, st- uh, p- pass protection skill sets, if you will, that I think have been exposed big time over the last two weeks. So to me, my bold prediction is Carson Wentz is going to get knocked out of this game at some point, and we're going to see Taylor Heineke on the field. Now, listen, again, I don't want any injury. Uh, I'm not rooting for injury. I'm not hoping for injury. I want to make that clear. But I do have a responsibility to tell you what I think and what I feel. And I just don't know how Carson Wentz, who has the propensity to hold on to the ball too long, Scott Turner, who doesn't love for whatever reason to design, call, or at least by what we can judge, plan a very, very, very short by design passing game uh, and run the ball enough. I, even though I think they'll do that better this week, I just think for whatever reason, Carson Wentz gets knocked out of this game. And again, I'm not rooting for injury. I'm not rooting for myself to be right, but that's my bold prediction. Yeah. I mean, look, if he gets hit as much as he did against Philadelphia, I mean, eventually, all you know, someone's going to pay for all that. And, and unfortunately, if you're the guy taking the punishment, whether it's your fault, the offensive line fault, the play callers fault, or a combination of the three, which I stand on it's combination of three. Scott Turner said it's a combination of the three. It's not all in one. It's it's one, you know, on on all of them type of a deal. Um, I mean, look, eventually your quarterback's gonna get hurt. That's just kind of the, the ratio uh of things. My bold prediction, a little bit more in favor of the commanders. Uh Terry McLaurin talked earlier this week, Chris, that he and Scott Turner had a conversation about his lack of early usage in games. They kind of talked about some ideas, some things that maybe Terry could do 
and maybe some schematic shifts that they can have to get Terry more involved earlier in the game. Scott Turner acknowledged in his press conference on Thursday afternoon that, you know, there's things that they need to do and want to do. So look, it's not just something the fans are noticing. It's not just something the media is noticing. Like this is your star player and your coordinator having a meeting, a one-on-one conversation about this. Not that Terry is complaining, uh, you know, about targets from the sense of I need, you know, my targets. It's Mm -hmm. more so I want to, I need to figure out a way to help this team start faster and get started better. So let's just clear that up right now. So my bold prediction, Chris, Terry McLaurin is going to set a season high for receptions this week in the first half. Oh, right now, Terry McLaurin, (laughs) 11 of his 12 receptions this season, all second half receptions. He has wait, wait, no wait, wait, wait. first you, quarter. You said, you said 11 of 12? 11 that, that of means, his 12 receptions are that means, all second half receptions. That means how many catches does he have in the first half, David? One first half catch oh. so far this year. That came against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and that one was in the second quarter. So he has no first quarter reception so far this season. Chris, Terry McLaurin's season high right now is six catches, which he had against the Philadelphia Eagles, all of them in the second half. He is going to have seven catches in the first half. Ooh, how about that, that is my prediction, my bold prediction. Look, fantasy guys, I can't tell you how many, like that might be seven catches for 27 yards, guys. Okay. I'm, I'm just saying like, there might be some screens, some quick passes here and there. Um, I'm not telling you that, you know, Terry McLaurin is going to go off and get three touchdowns on 140 yards in those seven catches, but seven catches in the first half. That's my bold prediction. Chris, key players. Let's kick it over to you for your key player of this game. All right. I'm going to go with uh, Kendall Fuller and maybe a punching bag effect from last week. Kendall Fuller got beat for that fourth down touchdown uh, at the end of the first half. Kendall Fuller got beat on another big play uh, by uh, Devontae Smith. Kendall Fuller got run away from on a sh- uh, on a medium crossing round by Devontae Smith. Kendall Fuller has was not good last week. I think everybody knows that what people did not realize except for on this show because we pointed it out all along, is Kendall Fuller did not have a good preseason. Uh, I don't know, David, what he looked like in practice. You watch the practices. Uh, I'm sure he's fine. He, he did not play well in Carol, against Carolina or Kansas City, in my opinion, and maybe it's not so much my humble opinion, uh, and he has not played well in really, honestly, all three regular season games with the worst coming against Philadelphia. So with Michael Gallup back, with C.D. Lamb back, with Dalton Schultz likely back, with the Cowboys, and I think Cooper Rush has got a better arm than people think. Uh, whether he can pull the string or not, I'm not sure, but I think they're going to attack Kendall Fuller. I think they're going to see if they can get Kendall Fuller exposed for his lack of big-time top echelon and top-end speed, and I think it's probably going to be a tough day for Kendall Fuller as my key player. It could be. Look, you know, uh, it, it's almost easier, right, when you look at a guy and say, well, he got beat because he made the wrong read. He bit on the play action, whatever. You know, he got, he got juked out of his shoes. It's almost easier when that happens because you can point directly to, well, if he just does this, this, right. and this, he's good. Here's the problem with Kendall Fuller last week. He was in position. He was in coverage. Like, he was in the right spot, man. Like, he was where you want number 29 to be. He just got beat. And and, and I and look, I tweeted it. I mentioned it on the radio. Like, if you're getting out physicaled by Devontae Smith, like no shade to Devontae Smith, but his game is not physicality, right? We talked about this. Mm-hmm. If you're getting out physical by Devontae Smith, there's a problem with the phys- physical ability, not athletic ability, physical ability in your quarterback. Kendall Fuller got dogged against Philadelphia Eagles. 
let's find out how much dog comes back because the Dallas Cowboys are going after him. guys. Look, this is a copycat league. The Dallas Cowboys, first of all, they've played Kendall Fuller. They know what they can get away with against him. Mm-hmm. But now they saw what happened against Philadelphia and they know this is a guy like he, you know, he's going to say all the right things. This man is not running a full confidence. You could, you can't, there's no way to run right. full confidence after you get beat like that. The Dallas Cowboys are coming after him early. If he steps up, fantastic. But if he doesn't, uh, it could be a very, very long day. And and to your point, in practice, Kendall Fuller looked great this training mm-hmm. camp. Like on the sideline of practice, everybody's like, man, this might be a career season for Kendall Fuller. But you're right, man. Like the limited preseason, it's just like, okay, that's not the same Kendall Fuller. And then so far the season, that is nowhere near it. And look, he's seen the Washington Commanders offense a lot more than he's seen all these other offenses. That might mm-hmm. be the reason he looks so good in training camp practices. I don't know what it is. Yeah. All I can tell you is it is night and day. Uh, from what we saw in, in August to what we see right now in, in the Dallas Cowboys. Again, they're going to find out. They're also going to find out how much resiliency Carson Wentz has because, uh, again, just like you said, just like everybody else said, Carson said it himself, he owns some of those nine sacks. You know what I mean? Um, and if he does the same behaviors, you know, he's missed, he missed some open reads, didn't get the ball out quick. He basically, just he got too focused on what the defense was doing instead of trying to focus on getting the ball out and giving his playmakers a chance to make a play. If he does the same thing, you might be looking at nine more sacks, and that might be where your bold prediction comes true. So Carson Wentz, very simply, just for that matter, uh, let's see the development. Let's see the development within Washington. Does he take a step forward in getting the ball out quicker quicker, and being that guy that facilitates his offensive line not having to protect him as much, be a guy that helps out your offensive line as much as you want them to? Chris, time for our score predictions. Dallas is favored in this one at home by a field goal, which is actually a little bit closer than I probably expected it to be. Uh, mm-hmm. My score prediction, I dropped it on the crossover yesterday with Marks Mosier, Locked On Cowboys. If you haven't checked that out, please do. I've got the Cowboys winning 24 to 21 uh, by that field goal. I'll give you guys the quick version if you want the whole breakdown of why I picked that score. Uh, again, head back to the crossover. But essentially, some of the problems we're seeing with the Washington Commanders, we were seeing a Goldilocks scenario, right? The first week wasn't perfect, but the opponent made it, you know, made it to where the Commanders come out with a win. And then you see the defense fall apart. Then you see the offense fall apart. Until I see this team get in that soft spot right in the middle where they're playing complimentary football, it's hard for me to say they're going to do it. Meanwhile, the Dallas Cowboys are a team that not only know how to play off each other, they're very opportunistic. They're taking advantage of opportunities when they come up, whereas the Washington Commanders simply are not doing that right now. Yeah, right about now, the Commanders, for me, David, need someone to beat themselves as opposed to counting on the Commanders to beat the opponent. And that's what they got in week one. And that's not what they've gotten in week two and week three. And I don't believe that's going to happen again in week four. Maybe week five will be different with Tennessee and then Chicago and so on and so forth. We'll deal with that next week. Uh, For me, I like the Cowboys in this one as well, but I'm going to go with a little bit wider of a margin. I'm going to go 21-13, so Dallas covering the three. Uh, It's three as of this recording at Bet Online, uh, our partners there. So it could, again, slightly go up, slightly dip down, but we'll go with the three, and I'll say Dallas minus the three. And just a quick note why I feel that way. Again, I, I just, you know, I just feel like they'll be more competitive. I think they'll be there. I think they'll give themselves a chance, but I don't trust them at this point, and I never really have, to, again, not beat themselves more than just the opponent beating them. The opponent does a decent job of that, but they also beat themselves. And until I see a correction in that, I can't pick them, quite honestly, against better teams. So that's 
you know, that's where we're at with that. So 21-13 for me, Dallas 24-21 for David. David, have a great trip to AT&T Stadium. I hope you enjoy it. It's one of the best NFL stadiums on planet Earth for sure. Thanks again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and your first view of the day. Now make your second listen and view the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock, former NFL scout Matt Williamson, giving you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get get your podcast. So as we mentioned, David is heading to AT&T Stadium in Dallas. If the football gods and the technology gods cooperate, David will be with us from AT&T on Sunday. I'll be in my home studio. Exact time to be determined for the live reaction and post-game uh, extravaganza. If you want to join us, 301-615-3577, 301-615-3577 on the voicemail or locked on WashingtonCommanders at gmail.com. For David Harrison, who's covering the Washington Commanders for Commanders Country on SI.com's Fan Nation, I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and her show on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. If you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another, and thank you for joining us right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.